The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 66. Yay! Something Stay away from a joke. Oh, and I already cracked that joke like six <laughs> episodes ago. Or at least I got people prepared for it. And something, something parallel numbers edition. Look at that same number, just like I do every 11 episodes. Haha, <laughs> funny. Yay! Hasn't hasn't died yet. <laughs> Your hosts who haven't somehow died yet are Chris and... I'm Savannah. You would be that one, wouldn't you? I, I hope when people, if people ever actually meet us in person, they think my name is Chris and... <laughs> it's kind of like uh, the, the, the wrestling oh podcast Stephen Larson it's like Steve here and Larson so people call him Steve <laughs> here and the other one's and Larson <laughs> I hate that <laughs> I adore it <laughs> anyways yes uh, we aren't Stephen Larson we are Chris and Savannah and this is the Write the Record podcast so hey thank you very much for joining us today hanging out and watching this episode with us being part of that musical community that you know we're trying to build brick by brick by brick by stick by stone find all the materials build something brick. Break my bones, etc. Right? Yes. If if we could make a musical community out of human bone, I'd be very okay with that. Oh, the yeah. most badass, gothy kind of black metal thing we, you could do. We listened to one episode, and now we're dead. After death grips, I just want I just want to build everything out of bones and go insane. <laughs> that was last yeah. week's episode. Yeah, insane. Yeah, go watch that one if you haven't seen it. Anyways, this is this one, and then we have the Record the Record podcast, as already said. Building that musical community, and you can help us build that musical community by just doing some very simple things, all free to do, like, rate, share, comment, subscribe, follow, to that out of order, but that's okay. Regardless, you can do any one of those things, any combination of those things. That's fine, because that does help us build the musical community that you know we're trying to do, especially over in the audio world. Make sure you give us those five-star ratings. Make sure you leave some reviews, so that way other people like you can find us as well. That'd be very much appreciated. Thank you very much. If you have already and thank you very much if you do now and of course youtube like subscribe and all that kind of stuff and help us build our musical community is i don't know how many more times brick by brick and stone by stone and all the other stuff you already said exactly i'm just going to start this all over without cutting anything out (laughs) just repeat everything i just said well welcome to the (laughs) anyways yeah yeah, can you tell i haven't slept all that much in the last handful of days i'll be okay though yeah sure look like it okay but I mean, if you've been here before, you already know that this is pretty much the way things go around here. You're, I don't know what you were anticipating, but hey, welcome back. Glad to have you here and glad you know that you wanted to hang out for another episode. If you're new here, uh, hey, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Hope you enjoy your stay. You jumped in at the right time. Our earlier episode sucked. And in the future, we're just going to get more loopy and crazy. So thank you. Hey, there's at least two good episodes in our catalog, at least. That's true. We... Okay, I don't want to say that we sucked. Um, I would just say that I have noticed some broad and general improvements that I am satisfied with. So anything before episode 65 doesn't count. Damn, Rush was in there, though, and that's our top album. Spoiler alert, I think. Okay, fine. I don't know. Okay, fine. 60 and above, or behind, whatever. Just cut this part out. You're, no, hell no. I'm keeping this in. This is all on you. Anyways, uh, th- that, that's the kind of shit you can expect uh, if you've never been here before. You can uh, expect me slurring my words and Savannah not knowing what the hell she's talking about. 
But anyways, you probably don't know what else we do here on the show. You know, the things that we actually try to accomplish on the show. So first off, Savannah and I will choose an album every single week. We'll, we'll either chew, com- chew it, choose it completely at random. God, this is just turning fantastic today. Yay. We'll chew an album completely. We'll just bite the hell out of it. Or if there's an album celebrating it like an anniversary, is it turning 20, 25, 30, 40, 50, 100? I don't think we'd do that. But anyways, we will do anniversary albums as well. Done plenty. We'll, we got more coming up. And we do requests. We do plenty of requests all the time. We We've already done one uh, for season four so far. We got another one coming up soon, so stick around for that. Regardless, we will choose an album. We'll discuss it front to back. We rank the songs, and then we rate the record. I wasn't waiting for you this time. We rate the record. That was the weirdest echo I've ever had in my life. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it was like delayed by six seconds, didn't follow my same pattern. Yeah, what, what a strange and weird show this has turned out to be. Awesome. I, I like to throw you curveballs. Also, you say that I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I clearly don't know what's going on. So if I miss any of these non-existent cues, um, whoops, it's all part of my charm. Well, I think just off camera, I was talking about endearing character traits, and that's yours and yes. mine is burping, apparently. Yes. Like, well, I try to talk and just my gas comes up like, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> that was weird. As a matter of fact, wait, wait. There we go. It actually happened on cue. Fantastic. <laughs> I quit. Exactly. Well, I'll just close up the call now. That's fine. And I can I can go take a nap or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Go sleep. Do you want to support the show besides doing things for free? You can do it financially after saying all of this shit. Make sure you go to Kofi.com slash rate the record if you want to help support the show financially. Join the RTR Club. Five bucks a month or one-off donation either. Or It's completely optional, but you do get some bonus things. So make sure you go check out Kofi.com slash rate the record. Uh, and that, with the social media links, all the streaming links can be found at rate the record.say. And also over there can be found the request album link which is also down in the description but also write the record.ca you want us to do an album by all means please fill it out we'll consider it and hey maybe we'll actually do it on the show yay it is up to chris's discretion um i try and get some uh pop records on and he says no this is not the show for pop records you stupid imbecile and then i cry <sighs> so i mean if if it comes from a listener he's more likely to do it <laughs> Potentially. I literally had to shake my mouse to see if you had muted me, and I'm really surprised you didn't. <laughs> oh, trust weird. me, I thought you're, about it. <laughs> you're bobbing your head. I'm like, there is no way he's listening to me right now. Oh, I wasn't listening to you. I was just kind of bobbing my head, but I didn't mute you at the very least. Oh, thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. Just because I don't listen to you doesn't mean other people don't. I don't know. Mm, fair enough. Anyways, you are here for today's show, episode 66. And today, Savannah happened to choose an album because I chose last week's Death Grip, The Money Store. But this week, Savannah has chosen Michael Jackson with Thriller, the biggest, one of the biggest albums of all time. If it's Is it still the biggest album of all time? I believe so. Um, I did not look. Says the person who wrote the description, which she's going to read right now to tell us a little bit about Michael Jackson and Thriller, but apparently not if it's still the biggest album in the world. I think it was Surpass. I can't remember. I think that was recent, too. Let me let me look. That's fine. Uh, and I guess a little disclaimer, too. Uh, we're only talking yes. about Thriller today. 1982 circa era Michael Jackson. Uh, so, we're, no, we're not talking about any of the allegations. No, we're not going to talk about the skin color thing. Hey, that was we're my talking... disclaimer. You should you get, get out of you here. You were researching whether or not yeah, Thriller yeah, yeah. is big because you yeah, didn't yeah. finish your job. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I actually did this part. So let's uh, just ignore the other part. Button? Yes. <laughs> it is still the biggest album uh, in the world. All then. Okay. <clears throat> Ignoring everything Chris said. 
I want to start this with a disclaimer. And if you know Michael Jackson, you know why. We will not be talking about his personal life. If it doesn't have anything to do with the album at hand, we will not be discussing it. Do not ask. I have another disclaimer. (laughs) Second one. Okay. There is so much that could be said about Michael Jackson and this album, but this is a massively condensed version. Please do some of your own research to get the full scope. I do suggest Wikipedia and YouTube. There's definitely not a lack of resources for extra information. Well, there's tons of documentaries on him too. Oh my God. And Both just positive like, and negative doesn't really matter. But yeah, I think Thriller itself has a documentary. I mean... It's difficult to to write about Michael Jackson without sort of speaking on almost every point in his life because it has been a turning point or pivotal in his career, not only up until Thriller, but past it. So I really just, here's Michael Jackson and then jump right into the album. So if you're looking for a more in-depth description and biography, apologies Um, there isn't a lot that can be said about, I just don't want to do a three hour podcast. That's, that's really, I was going to say you could do huge, uh, you could (laughs) do a huge section just on the accolades of the album alone. Oh my God. Right. (laughs) So if I forget anything, uh, it is not for lack of trying. It is for saving time. And speaking of saving time, I'm going to get into it. A lot of rambling. Um, yeah. Says you. Michael Jackson was a singer, songwriter, and dancer born in Gary, Indiana, the eighth of 10 children. His parents both played musical instruments in some capacity, and in 1964, at the age of five or six years old, Michael joined his father and four older siblings in the Jackson Brothers, later known as the Jackson Five, which became just the Jacksons when I believe there was no longer five. Fast forward, (laughs) massive fast forward, because I'm just going to jump right into the album now. Um, Fast forward to 1982 and the release of Thriller, Michael's sixth studio album. I would have mentioned releases in the interim, but the first solo record was released while still in the Jacksons. And Michael was like 14 years old. So there's not a lot that can be said about those years. But like I said, don't want to do a three hour long podcast. Uh, Thriller was released on November 29th, 1982 and produced by Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson, recorded wholly in Los Angeles, California. The album has nine tracks and seven of them were singles. The Girl Is Mine, Billie Jean, Beat It, Wanna Be Starting Something, Human Nature, PYT, and Thriller were released all in that order. I am so surprised Thriller was released as the last single on the album. In December, too. I read about that. (laughs) That baffled me. So this record came out at a pivotal time in music history because MTV only came into fruition one year prior. The music videos for Billie Jean Beat It and the title track Thriller were culturally important because it added a visual aspect to the music that was, for the most part, absent until MTV provided that platform. The album hit number one on many end-of-year charts in 1983 and 84. At the 2002 Billboard Music Awards, Thriller was awarded a special Billboard Award as recognition for spending more weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 than any other album in history. It is certified three times platinum in in three times. Okay, three times diamond. Canada, get your shit together. Three times diamond in Canada 
15 times platinum in the UK and 34 times platinum in the United States. That's not a lot. Every, quote, professional ranking source we have spoken about on this podcast gave Thriller five out of five stars. Including our good friends at All Music. Except Rolling Stone, who gave it four out of five stars. Ooh, edgy. They wanted to stand out. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, like I said, I know I forgot stuff. I know it is super duper condensed, like a small grain of sand. Apologies. This album is just so much bigger than you can really wrap your your mind around. Uh, So I don't have the album on vinyl, but within my record collection, it's not my record, but it's it's here anyway. The 12 inch single for Thriller. Oh, shit. So I actually, I own it. Uh, Let's see here. uh, And I mean, on the back, you see everything. It looks loved. It looks a little uh, a little aged, and it does say demonstration not for sale on it. So Interesting. It's like, it's like embossed into the like the the back too. That's cool. Uh, is it? Yeah, I think it's just Thriller. So what what's side B then? Oh, Thriller instrumental. Cool. I would dig listening to just the instrumentals. Like Jackson sounds fine on it, but like, God, the instrumentals fantastic. Dang, I can imagine that Dang. being. I can imagine that being used for uh, re- like not remixing, but like um, DJing and such. <clears throat> yeah, I would imagine so. And so, uh, like or you, if you if, if you can afford the uh, the rights to sample and remix it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, then, with all of that said about Michael Jackson, or I mean, like like the lack of said, because yeah, that's a that, it's a pretty big story to tell. Oh my god, like thirty five times platinum. Like I don't even remember what what constitutes platinum, but like thirty five times that, and that In the United record, States, yeah, the record is uh, forty years old. So it's like, yes, it is. Um, in the United States, I believe it's a million sales. It was one time platinum, I think. So that means it's like 34 million albums, I think, that it must have sold them 34, 35 million. Dang. I could be different countries yeah. have different rules for it. So I don't know. Yeah, it's million. You know, it's like I really could have looked this up before uh, actually recording, but you know what? That's that's fine. It's it's fine. It's all part of the Savannah doesn't know what's going on. That's okay. I actually did some of my own research on Thriller itself, the actual song, and I'll t- I'm going to mention the video too. So it's because like that's where my research kind of came in. We'll get there when we get there, though. It's time to actually start the damn thing. And it's yeah. not it's not the song Thriller, but it is song number one. Want to be starting something? Yeah, this starting show. Something. What a bopping way to begin the album. There is no way that you can listen to this song and not move your body in some way. Like you can sit there and try, but then you end up sort of moving in your seat, sort of rotating what butt cheek you're sitting on. (laughs) It's so good. That's how you get the farts out. (laughs) Very, very, very quietly and calmly and still. It's so good. I, I was just going to start off by saying, uh, with a blanket statement, um, this is obviously like, you know, a Motown album and everything like that. And Motown is just notoriously known to have God tier production. Yeah. Like Motown albums, I don't know, like, I don't know what it is and how they do it and like what's in the water they drink. But there's just, they know what's up when it comes to music and how to produce it properly. Like, you think fucking pop albums of the 90s sound pristine and clean? Like, Nothing sounds cleaner and warmer and just like overall excellent in a mix than a motel album. So Thriller definitely falls under that category, especially when you have someone like Quincy Jones, produ- like helping to produce. I know it was like Jackson and Quincy Jones producing the album. I know that much. Yeah. 
So when you have something like a legend like Quincy Jones, and you know it's going to sound good, so all good. It is probably that dirty Michigan water that really gave them the, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe something in the brain. Well, give me a belly full then. I could use yeah, that creativity. I, I definitely mentioned the production. And like, I, I know that in other reviews, I'll do it here and there. With this one, I think maybe three or four songs. I'm like, the production sounds great. These instruments are great. The layering is great. Even this one. There's so much going on with the music and it is perfect. This song is pretty much just all hooks and the bass is funky. And I spelt it funky. So it really put that that period on it. Fun dash capital K-A-Y. <laughs> uh, yes. Fun K. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like this could be said about like a, a few different songs in the album too, that just like really kind of get you moving and everything like that. Like, yes, I was definitely white guy dancing while oh, I was yeah. reviewing the record and everything like that. Oh, I mean, that was me when listening to Thriller though. Like I, I, I love that song, but we'll get there. Uh, this one though. Yeah. Obviously a lot of fun. And there's like little things I like about it too. Um, there's, there's these like little vocal parts that go along with the opening guitars right at the beginning of the song. You, you just hear Jackson going along with the guitar and everything like that. Like I never noticed it before. So I thought that was a cool little touch, just like a nice little layer to throw in there to emphasize the the line. Yeah. Vocal presentation, a lot of fun, which can be said across like a lot of the songs, but this one in particular was, uh, really interesting too. Uh, a lot of great energy. I like like the little flamboyant moments that he kind of throws in at certain parts of the verse, like dun, 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 like kind of doing that. <laughs> Always enjoyed that. Like yeah. so, yeah, it, it was fun to listen to and fun to get into. So yeah, I enjoyed that much. Yeah, um, actually, just adding on to that point, uh, I noted that the vocals are like restrained enough to fit the song, so it's like it kind of fits that box of what's appropriate for the song. But there's enough style to feel like a lot of it is improvised. And I like that a lot. It, it gives it sort of a carefree sort of like, I don't know, nonchalant feel rather than it feeling really rigid. So it does it. It adds to that movement that you want to do when you listen to it because it feels like he's having fun while I'm having fun, too. I'd be curious to know how many takes he had to do in the booth for like just one line, because, I mean, this is the kind of production where you'd like you might sing a verse or a line of a verse multiple times yeah. and you just break it the entire like lyrical section up into chunks like it could take you days to do like the vocals for one song oh and God. so like i imagine this was probably that style of production because it's like it feels like you gotta nail it like this is not something you get in one take yeah like, even if it did have an improvised flow to it like obviously you can ad lib and just kind of like yeah Shimona he he and all that shit like that he does <laughs> yeah, I mean like yeah. obviously he doesn't write that into the lyrics it's very much improvised but like that's yeah that's like of the moment in the energy but you gotta wonder how many takes he did while doing that where one sounded the best so I mean like I, I would I I hope there is like a kind of a day-by-day -day documentary in the studio because I would love to see it that that would be awesome I yeah I I don't really know I I don't know. I, I really want to talk more about like how the song sounds, but it's just it. It just made me feel so warm and I can only talk about how it made me feel and made me feel so good. <laughs> although, although now now that we're we're kind of getting to the criticism, I remember the song being so goddamn long. Six minutes and three seconds. eh? 
Yeah, I, I don't remember that. So now I figure there's three parts to the song. There's like the main part where it's kind of got the verses, you know, how the song starts. Then for some reason, it's got the you're a vegetable part that I always don't understand, but I, whatever, it's funny. And then the- uh, I had to read mama, that up. That mama say, mama saw, mama kusa part. Mama say, um, mama so during the end, it's like the music sort of starts to fade quietly and then it comes back in. And I audibly yelled because I was listening to it while I was like cleaning up my kitchen and stuff. And I'm just standing there going, how is this not over? <laughs> like it, it doesn't give you much more after that. The song eventually ends, but they must have cut quite a bit out of that to play it for a radio edit because there's no way I remember it being that long. Oh yeah, they probably cut out quite a few parts and like yeah, the, especially the vegetable part. Yeah, <laughs> you're a vegetable. You're a vegetable. You're a vegetable. You're a vegetable. What did you call me? <laughs> I just imagine Veggie Tales. Well, I was reading up. Apparently, the song was written for Latoya Jackson uh, because she was having some uh, hard times, uh, especially with like what people were saying about her at the time. Which I'm not so familiar with latoya jackson mm-hmm. so i don't know what kind of issues she was having especially in the early 80s late yeah. 70s i don't know how old she would have been because again i don't know too much about her i know she's like younger than janet is she not oh yeah janet is the youngest oh janet's the youngest yeah uh michael oh, okay. was born in 50 i believe 58 yes and uh janet was born in 66 well, regardless, Which I actually look that up. Oh, well, there you go. You got some <laughs> all sort of the unne- all the unnecessary information. Well, yeah, the song was written for Latoya. She's going through some bad times. And uh, I think the song is supposed to be a reflection of that. And also then like towards the end, we don't do lyrical breakdowns, but I just happened to read up from this one because I was curious about the vegetable <laughs> thing. That's why I read it. Right. And it just kind of led me to read the rest of the lyrics. I'm like, what else is wild <laughs> about this song? And then, yeah, the end, the end of the song is pretty uplifting, though, where it's just kind of like, you know, keep your head up and you keep on going and you can do yeah. it. Blah, blah, blah. Like the whole song is just like, Oh, you're down on yourself. Why are you so down? This is weird. You're so down on yourself. And then at the end, it's just like, keep your head up. Be strong. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mama say Mama Sama Kakosa or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. Mama say Mama Sama Mama Kosa. There you go. Interesting. I, can say. I don't know what that means, but it probably translates to something. Yep. Um, I always just sing it and I stand there and I stomp one foot and I clap while I'm singing it. And for that reason, a 10 out of 10 danceable. A 10 out of 10, she already spoiled the score. Yeah, um, I actually wrote a danceable score for each one of these songs. Oh, there so. you go. A separate non-canon score. Yeah, yeah. It's just just for this album because, I, like I said, I was listening to it while doing some housework. I found myself moving a lot more than I normally would. I felt it was only fair to give that uh, some sort of accolade. Fair enough. So then I guess we'll move on to song two since we talked about that one for a good We talked about it for as long as the song actually is. We'll just move on now. So song number two, Baby Me Mine. So this sounds like I'd hear it at like a Kmart in 1993 and I fucking love it. You probably do. Um, (laughs) I, I had no idea that Michael Jackson released songs that sounded like this. But then again, I'm like, I'm not a diehard. So I've really only heard the singles and sort of... I guess the more popular singles, because I'm sure there's some that I've missed. Um, but uh, I love the horns and synths. That sounds fantastic. It which, adds to which feels like another shopping. blanket statement. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I love it. 
Yeah, I, I do like this one. It, it, it's not as energetic as the first song, but it's still there very clearly. Uh, yeah, great groove to get the song kicked off and everything like with the like the synth bass and like the quarter note beat and everything like that. Just everything kind of like layered on top of each other. Really nice. Uh, the vocal melody is fantastic, though. It's it's really playful and tension grabbing uh, in this mm-hmm. particular song. So I really like that. And the background layers are like really top notch. And that's kind of a blanket statement because I think the background vocals do a lot through the entire album. Mm-hmm. So this one was just kind of like the, the stronger noticeable part uh, of it this early in the album for me. Like the last song kind of did it too, but this is where it kind of stood out for me. Um. I found that in some parts, a little closer to maybe the middle slash end, um, I kind of lost the plot. I don't know if it was the vocal melody that I just personally wasn't really grasping onto because I think maybe where I thought it was going to stop, it didn't and it kept going. So it kind of felt like I was jumping in halfway through a line. So I didn't really kind of hear it properly. I, I listened to it a couple more times and it was still happening. So I don't know, maybe that's just, my preference, I suppose. Um, I didn't feel that the verse and the chorus seemed very separate. So I kind of felt a little lost, like wasn't sure really wh- what part I was listening to. Um, didn't really hurt the score too bad, I guess. Um, but I give it a six out of 10 danceable. Didn't really dance too much to this one. Maybe move my shoulders. Whether or not you want to spoil it, do the, your danceable scores align with your actual scores? Um. Uh... They do. So. You're just spoiling it as you go. I don't. I don't actually think so. Eh, I, I certainly hope so. not, because at that point, then you're just spoiling everything. I can literally tell you how many matches yeah. we're going to get by the time we even get to the rankings. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Good. I hope not. Yeah. Only oh, some of them, at the very least. Uh, the only other thing I had to say about this one um, is. I noticed a lot of the times when you hear guitars on this album, they're kind of like quietly in the background, just kind of like doing these like quiet little plucky riffs and everything like that, just going along. I do yeah. like that. And I, I like how it tends to add like a bit of a funky layer to some of these songs too. So, I mean, yeah. just the fact that it's kind of doing its own thing quietly, but it's something you can kind of pick up on the more you listen to it. I enjoy that. I like it. And so I always shout things out like that when there's something really cool going on in the background, doesn't get enough attention. Uh, I say the same thing in a song coming up, so I'm glad that we're thinking the same thing, but they're all uh, sort of blanket overarching statements. So fair. And I'm I'm pretty sure I mentioned it at some point too. Like I mentioned it again, I should say. Yeah. And we might even be to talk about the same song at one point, so who knows? Oh yeah. Okay, we'll move on then. Uh, song number three, uh within the there's parentheses in this one too. The girl is mine, parentheses with Paul McCartney, although I don't <laughs> I don't include that as part of the song title. <laughs> I, I I looked up um, the uh, I guess song credits or whatever on Wikipedia, and I'm pretty sure that Michael wrote it on his own. <laughs> but then on Spotify, it's it gives credit to to Paul McCartney as well. So. Well, th- that wouldn't surprise me. Like it's like let's bring on someone else to do a duet with who's all, who else is a big pop star? Oh, Paul McCartney of the Beatles, yes. Yeah. Well, I know I know that they did say, 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 because I've listened to Paul McCartney's greatest hits, um, but I've actually never heard this uh, collab song before. So this was my first time. I I would take an instrumental version of this song any day. Maybe. Again, it sounds like I'm grocery shopping in the early 90s. I l- fucking love it. It's so nostalgic to me. Fucking liminal spaces of the 90s and just like you in an empty shopping center with this instrumental playing in the background. I love it. Oh my God. I love it. I will watch YouTube videos like that. Like the liminal space videos. Oh my God. I didn't know it was called that. I'm looking that up now. 
liminal spaces uh it goes two ways there's like horror themed that make it kind of creepy but then there's just like a lot of it's like pictures of empty malls and just kind of like it's it's this weird nostalgic but strange looking thing but like it's nothing necessarily scary it's just like that's strange but it's like yes it's also very aesthetically that. pleasing to a lot of people like my girlfriend being one of them she adores that stuff oh my god you would okay. probably also like the the micro genre called mall soft which is literally like that kind of like soft jazzy like music from yeah. like the 80s yeah. playing over a mall speaker in the distance and like you can just watch <laughs> youtube videos that are like hours long that just playing that with like a nice aesthetic of an empty mall yeah oh my god i've youtubed uh videos of like uh, grocery store music in the 70s like that's why I like like soft rock and yacht rock and stuff like that it just it oh my god it is just so pleasing it it tickles that part of my brain that ASMR should but doesn't it's its own type of ASMR at this oh, point oh I love it so much uh, but yes the girl is mine um, yeah having two fucking two of the biggest pop stars in the world fighting over you. What, what kind of woman are you that you've landed yourself in this position? Oh my God. Uh, I don't, who would you go with if they were fighting over you and you had to pick one? Who are you going to pick? 1982 Michael Jackson or 1982 Paul McCartney? Oh God. Um, I... I, I don't know that that's really hard to say because Paul McCartney was doing a solo thing after being in a group. So clearly, you know, he kind of has his, his mind sort of set on where he wants to go solo, but Michael Jackson was in the same position. He's gone solo from a group. I was but, talking about, yeah, I was talking about romantically though, because they're both oh, chasing this girl romantically. No, I don't, I don't want to sleep with either of them. I want their money. Um, you don't have to sleep with them. You can literally just go on a date with them. They'll spend all the money on you. Paul McCartney because he has an English accent, and also he seemed like a genuinely good like man. Like like the whole thing with like Linda and everything like that before yeah. she passed away. Like he seemed like a swell stand up dude. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know. Out of him and John Lennon, he seemed like less of a jerk. So I'd go with him. I mean, but John, John Lennon was abusive. So mm. yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Stupid round glasses made him look stupid. <laughs> <clears throat> he died two years before this album came out. Anyways, yeah, girl's mine. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with that. <laughs> I I don't mind picking on John Lennon. He was a he was a he was a, he wasn't a wonderful man. Anyways, this song yeah. is a great time for a come down. Speaking of uh, backing off subjects, yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously it's a bit, bit more of a ballady kind of a buttery feel to it and everything like that. The instrumentation is like really smooth and flows really nicely. It's not quite a ballad, but it's still easy on the ears. Um. Well, there's that burp again. Oh my god! As as nice as it all is, um, I I think it doesn't stick as well for me though. Yeah. Um, and the ending is really corny in my opinion. Like when they're like literally like, vocally arguing with each other, it's like I don't know. She's coming with me. Oh, I don't know, Michael. I think you're a little crazy, but it's like just shut up. I'd be the, if I was the girl, I'd already be like halfway down the street. I'd be gone. Yeah, I said it sounds so cheesy. It makes me smile, but I am not a fan neither am i i thought it was kind of goofy i mean like the whole concept's a little goofy and just like she's clear like the story leads me to believe she's clearly leading them both on because they're both doing these big extravagant things for her and now it's just like oh she's mine no she's mine 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 no she loved me she loved me is that how brandy and monica came to the boy i thought of that exact (laughs) thing while writing this review i just i just like right (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe with some sort of weird double standard, the guy feels more lucky to be in the middle of two girls arguing over him. But I can imagine like the girl just being like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please leave me alone. Yeah. And I mean, Brandy and Monica being what, like the, the biggest stars of R&B by the time that song came out. So, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, you got these mega stars singing this song about no, mine, mine, mine. Gimme, gimme, whatever. Yeah. Me first in the gimme, gimme's. What? We're not doing them. Um, I, I only a couple more notes on my end. Um, I cringe every time I hear the word doggone. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I hate, it, hate that. it. Like, just say goddamn for Christ. That's not family friendly. You can't do that. <laughs> I think I would have forgiven gosh darn. I think I would have even gone with that. <laughs> doggone. What the fuck is doggone even mean anyways? Oh my god, I hate it so much. I thought that it might be a uh, pig Latin for goddamn, but uh, I hate it so much. Um, but this song gets a three out of ten danceable, head bobbing at most. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Because I, well, listening to it a second time while I was writing these scores, trying to dance to it, and I go, nope, just just the head bobbing. That's all I get. Doesn't engage my core. I, I just keep thinking of them like cutting each other off in the songs. Like she's mine. No, she's mine. And mine, stepping, in, mine, stepping mine. in front of each other as they're singing. You can, and then like the audio listeners are gonna love this. Like you can hear them in the studio. It's mine. No, my, my, mine, mine. <laughs> you just hear the microphone being pushed all over the place. And then, and then someone in the back, like the control room, yelling, "Michael!" <laughs> yeah, that's Quincy Jones. <laughs> You motherfuckers clean it up in there, Jesus. <laughs> I don't uh, I, I can't remember what Quincy Jones sounds like, but I don't want to try any ebonics here. I'm not fucking Quentin Tarantino. This is the most so if I decide to cut back in right now, we just cut out some Tar- Quentin Tarantino talk that can be found on Kofi. Or if I leave it in the podcast, who knows? We'll see what happens uh, when I'm editing. We'll see how I feel. Maybe there's a whole chunk missing. But anyways, yes. time to move on to the title track and I know it's not not the most iconic song on the album, apparently, but to me it is number four, Thriller. Hell yeah. I am so surprised that this isn't the first track on either side. I would have assumed that maybe that you'd flip over to side B, bam, first song, last song, what the fuck is this? It seems odd. Yeah, I I guess so, especially... Because it's the only song of its type on the album, too. Like, it, it's horror-themed, and, like, it feels like it goes all out in production. As compared yeah. to any other song on this album, like, this one feels like it probably took the longest mm-hmm. in every way. And, like, I, I totally dig it. But just, yeah, I guess it feels a little weird at the end of Side A. And it's even weirder that Beat It follows this. So you have everything in Thriller, and then immediately you go into two, two, mm-hmm. two, two. And fucking Beat It, I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah very strange but i either way uh i i really enjoyed the little snippet right before the song actually kicked in like i could just take that snippet and then turn it into the grocery store song and just listen to that i don't know there's, there's so much on this album like just as a whole that is just it's so it, it's nostalgic because like you've heard most of these songs before they're they're super crazy ultra famous 
but there's always that that little feeling of like personal nostalgia that reminds you of this small little minute thing in your past or as a child and it might not be directly related to the song itself or the artist but it has just enough of those qualities to bring that nostalgia out and i feel like that's why this album and these songs are so successful because it like touches that that spot you know scratches that itch and this song has a particular place for me of like in nostalgia as well and as i'm sure it does for a lot of people because i mean like the video is iconic like do you remember the first time you ever saw the video like how how did you feel oh god i think i was a kid and i was scared uh but i was i'm i was scared of anything that wasn't just like spice girls and rainbows um but uh i don't know it was one of those like this is this is different, but I refuse to turn it off. Things, you know. And also, uh, I think for the video too, they got the director of uh, American Werewolf in London, which uh, had which uh, they won awards in that movie for like the uh, like the, the change the werewolf changing scene. I can't remember, think of the word I'm thinking of, like costume or whatever it is. Oh, it looked makeup and stuff. Yeah, and just how realistic it looked while he was changing. Like even to today's standards, that holds up really well. They use the exact same stuff in the thriller video too. So I mean, like that's really Ooh. cool. And the whole thing was directed by that guy. That's really awesome. I remember the first time I ever saw this video. Um, I think it was like seven years old, okay. maybe a, maybe a little younger. And uh, to depending on who, in the audience who might be listening, if you're aware of the band Straight Reads the Line, uh, they're a hardcore band out of Ontario. Um, I used to when I was a kid, I was really good friends with Josh McKenzie, who was the guitarist. He unfortunately passed away at the age of 18, though. Uh, but I, I used to live like next to his grandparents, essentially. And so that's how we met. And I remember one time being down in his grandparents' basement. He had like Super Nintendo down there and like toys and everything like that. That's where we'd play. And uh, this video came on and we're watching it. And uh, I don't know if he was just trying to tough it out, but I was just like, oh, I, I have to go to the bathroom. And then like I, I leave the room because I was so scared. I couldn't look at the fucking TV. <laughs> Come back when you hear it. Here it's over. More or less, actually. Yeah, <laughs> just like, oh, I really had to go. <laughs> he, he stayed out there the entire time. He, he, he championed his way through it. What a trooper. Yeah, exactly. So good time. That, that, there's my nostalgic little story for, uh, for Thriller. <laughs> just him as a werewolf just doing this in front of the camera and then like all the zombie sounds. I just recently watched the video again in 4K like on YouTube and it just like it takes away from the mystique of the VHS quality and how everything looks grainier and darker, which makes yeah. it scarier. In the 4K, everything's like a little brighter and cleaner. You can see the costumes a little more. It's just like, eh. The, the, I like the old grainy shit better. <laughs> It's like watching an old movie in 4K. It feels like you're behind the camera watching people act. And it kind of takes away that suspension of disbelief, you know? It's just sort of... That's yeah. why for a long time, um, if if you're new here, I enjoy professional wrestling. Hit me up. I need some more friends. And, um, like, when they started going to, like, HD and stuff like this, I'm like, yeah, it's just... It's not the same. You see too much. There's... That you see every imperfection and you kind of snap out of that sort of fantasy world so much faster and it just kind of ruins it for you after a little bit. See, these are the tangents I want to use uh, for, for Kofi because there's actually some, there's like a story I can tell about that too, but we got to stay on track. We are like, every time we do a short album, we go off the rails with everything. Well, Not even now- intentionally. 
Well, and, and it's funny because you're probably like, oh, my God, let me go to bed. And I'm like, I am wide awake. Oh, I'll, Let's I'll be up talk until forever. I'll be up yeah. until 1.30. <laughs> uh, it's like, what, like 9 o'clock right now as we're recording yeah. this on the day we're recording this. I'll be up for another four hours, whether my body likes it or not. Gross. Exactly. Uh, so more about Thriller, not just the yes. video this time. Although I do have another fact about the video coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the baseline is so simple, but it's just absolutely the best. I, I love it. Like so iconic. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And the guitars doing some funky things with it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I was going to say the guitars and synth in the background are just like the perfect touches to go along with it. So yeah. everything is, everything is so well layered in this song. It's amazing. I love it so much. I do love how the lyrics are like dark and horror themed, but it's just so super upbeat and danceable. So, I mean, like. It's kind of like the mix of both worlds. But again, as I said, this I said, I said a little earlier, this song is like the only type of its kind on this album where it's like, yeah, that's the horror theme stuff. Everything else is like love. Although there's love in this one too, technically at some points. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we can cuddle close together. Like, so I mean, there's, there's did, some sort of romantic angle in there. I never knew the lyrics. I didn't know that he How said that. How the hell have you heard the song this long and you don't even know the lyrics? Uh, something, something after midnight. Thriller, thriller. That's really all I know. That, yeah, I don't know. I don't really look into it. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe there's like something about watching horror movies. I don't know. But yeah, there's something about cuddling up close together. And I'll keep you in my arms, something like that. So yeah. Uh, that's uh, uh, that's less scary. Well, I guess it really depends whether you want to really get it on if it's scary or not. Uh, you men- mentioning danceable. Yes, 10 out of 10 danceable, even if you're just sidestepping and clapping. That's literally all I was doing in front of my sink was listening to it and just like stepping one side, clapping. I, I felt like I was line dancing, but it was awesome. But uh, yeah, the uh, the vocals seem to have like a dark rasp to them, but like not too much, just a little bit. And it kind of fits the theme. Um, and unlike the, what is it? The girl is mine. Um, the spoken word part at the end definitely fits the song. It is appropriate. It's good. The laughter at the end to this day still weirds me out. Not in a, why did they put that there? But in a, no, that's creepy. Stop laughing. <laughs> well, I mean, that that's Vincent Price for you. What <laughs> yeah, do you expect? It makes me so uncomfortable. Vincent Price, absolute horror <laughs> icon. Of like, yeah. even to this day, he's been dead for like 30 years or something like that. And like, he he's, it's, He's still one of the biggest names you can think of in the horror industry. Is he the guy with the mustache? Yes. Okay. And the very last movie he was ever in was uh, what uh, Edward Scissorhands. Oh. He played he played Edward's creator who actually dies in that movie. Like he just kind of collapses, and then shortly after the movie came out, he died. Oh shit! How unfortunate. He died of like cancer. I can't remember what kind. But he had a bunch of stuff wrong with him at the end of his life. Dang. Um. But yeah, Vincent Price absolutely spitting bars as the end there. <laughs> I like if you actually look it up on YouTube, it's called Vincent Price Thriller Rap. And I'm like, it's really? not a rap. Oh my it's, God. it's like pure spoken horror poetry. You got, that's, yeah. that's it. Uh, the instrumentals in that section are just amazing, which now that I have the Thriller 12-inch single behind me, I could listen to it if I damn well want to. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, they're already fantastic, but then God, you have the organs that just bring life or death. If you want to bring, bring it to the theme of the song, it brings everything to this song that those organs are fantastic. Super scary shit. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about that. Cause you were like, uh, laughing about it there. Like, a uh, popped up. 
no, I had to mute my mic because I just burped incredibly loud. But uh, I laughed because I'm like, ha ha ha, I would beat Chris out of the water. This is where if I decide to cut some stuff out, we're going to cut back in. It's going to sound weird that we cut it again. Just, we, we're going off on the, the weirdest fucking tangent. Yeah. This will end up on Kofi, though, regardless. <laughs> Just don't bring attention to it. Just be like, just just have it cut back in at like I, a very strange spot. So it's very obvious. I mean, I've tried doing that before, but it is too strange. <laughs> I can't do it. But anyways, well, uh, I have one more note about Thriller, um, aside from Vincent Price spitting absolute fire there. Um, so I, I had to bring this up because I thought this was so interesting. I'm like, how much could they have possibly paid to have Vincent Price on the album? Uh, yeah. Because like, again, even by 82, he was a huge horror icon. So like, he's not going to be a cheap guy. $20,000. Um, I was going to say, he was, I know the answer. As a matter of fact, I have a little yeah, bit about it. I guessed. He was given the choice between $20,000 or percentage of album sales. I fucking, and, I guessed. Oh, okay. And he chose $20,000 instead of percentage of the album His sales. estate could have made so much I said the money. same thing when I read that. Right? But I like, oh no, my man got ripped yeah. off. And uh, so that equates to today's, uh, with inflation, just over $60,000 today for his role in this album for like a minute of quote-unquote rapping. And considering yeah. at the time the album's budget was $750,000, which is like a little over a million, wow. like $1.3 million, I think. So, damn, I, he, oh man, that sucks. But you, you don't know where it's going to go like when it happens, especially when you're making an album like this, where it's like, oh, we're going to try all this new stuff that maybe hasn't been done before, or at least to this scope. And then, you know, 40 years later, you're like, wow, I could have made a billion dollars for, you know, generational wealth from that one thing. Yeah, but like, one thing. Didn't, didn't Off the Wall do well as well, like for Michael Jackson's album sales? Because you look at that, and then like Vincent Price's agent could have been like, okay, tell you what, like, uh, yeah, we're gonna ask for some... a certain percentage cut, and maybe something a little upfront, yeah. just to kind of like even the deal a bit. Because regardless, I think no matter what, the album sales would have went over twenty thousand dollars, and so you would have made some money. Yeah, I like, guess so... a little bit of uh, a little bit of research would have probably helped. <laughs> Done them a little good. <laughs> yeah, they he, they call him up directly on his weird like rotary phone. He's like, "Hello, you have reached the phone of Vincent Price. I will do cameos for twenty thousand dollars." I'm like, we don't even have to ask. He just said it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Okay," and then he hangs up. He's like, "Shit." <laughs> Who is that? Who was I just talking to? Oh my god! I keep knocking my desk. Sorry for anyone watching on video. Sheesh. It's all good. Or maybe they'll just tell you to beat it. Oh, I'm just too excited about this. I guess song um, number five, side B, beat it. Okay, so like you have said about the whole album, and I have alluded to the production on this sounds great. I love the layers. So many layers. I never noticed the background vocals like effects beyond what's obvious. So it's kind of like the, I, I can't really uh, recreate it because I don't remember it specifically, but I know it's some like vocal interjections and stuff like that. I never really heard that before, but I've never really paid too much attention to it. And I know I've said before, I've heard things in songs I never heard before just because I'm actually paying attention to it. But beyond that, Weird Al has really put his mark on me and my ability to fucking listen to parodied songs. It is so hard to listen to the original without singing the parody. Oh, my Lord. Very first note. I can't <laughs> honestly ever only think of, I can only ever think of Weird Al when it comes to this track. <laughs> 
right? Have some more chicken. Have some more pie. It doesn't matter if it's boiled or fried. Just eat it. Of course I know that. <laughs> oh, my God. Or Ma- Madonna's like a surgeon. Ah, good times. Heyday. Good times. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, the guitar riff is great too. I really like it. Uh, not just uh, the Eddie Van Halen solo coming up either. I don't just like the actual guitar riff. It's actually super cool. It's a really memorable, fun little riff. I like it. Uh, and also probably one of Jackson's more intense performances on the album. Like a lot of the song just feels like it's belted out. Oh yeah, like, it's a lot very- of intense- like, at least other parts, like other songs, he's like got kind of like normal calm vocals, and then uh, occasionally just spits something out. This whole song is just like ah. Oh yeah, it's like. It's like, you didn't listen to me the first time. You're going to listen to me now. Now beat it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's awesome. And I did mention, you know, it's pretty well known that Eddie Van Halen performed the solo on this track. And I, it's one of those things that you, you are told or you read about, but then when you listen to it, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I feel like the more that I listen to a varied amount of music i can kind of discern certain guitar and it's mostly with guitar um styles and tone like there was and keep the story short but um dream theater it's pretty much uh like an old lineup without the singer they did a uh like instrumental album and someone at work was just passively listening to it and i don't know if they knew what they were listening to but i walked by and i was like what are you listening to and then they look and i'm like sounds like dream theater and then they read it and i was like i fucking knew it only because i recognized the guitar tone so this time listening to beat it i could definitely tell that it was eddie van halen only from the amount that I've actually listened to him. And then I patted myself on the back for, uh, I was proud of myself for actually learning something. Now I'm not super like knowledgeable on my Van Halen discography. Was this before or after the eruption solo? Like this song, this Uh, album. Was that not on 1984? Oh, look. What did I just tell you? I'm not familiar. No, no, no. That was to me. That was to myself. That was to myself. loud. Um, because I know, like, oh, that no, solo it was after. Because I was gonna say, because like, Eruption kind of put Eddie on the map. Like, he was already like, people already thought he was a great guitarist by then, but yeah. Eruption kind of like blew everyone's fucking heads off. Uh, that was after, um, that was on their first album released in 1978. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, then Four people are already years. familiar with, familiar with that, and that's why he would, everyone kind of already loved it. Yeah, I had no idea that Van Halen uh, released anything in the 70s. I thought it was just straight up 80s. So I learned something new right then. And how I felt about Judas Priest when I heard their first album. Like, this sounds weird. Oh, really? Yeah, they they weren't. I've, as, never, they I've were, never heard it. They weren't as like heavy metal in the yeah. the 70s as compared to the 80s. A little, a little lighter. Interesting. I'll look that up. Anyways, that's Judas Priest. Yes. This is Michael. This Jack. is this is Van Halen. Apparently so. Yep. <laughs> I got nothing. I have my danceable score, but I want to say it after you're finished. I really only have one left, and I was I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> uh, overall, this song has a great hook and chorus. Obviously, it's a super fun track, but maybe it's because I'm, I'm like a little tired of how often this song appears in pop culture. Yeah, that just. I, I don't hate the song by any stretch, but just it's one of those things. Like I, it, I don't really want to listen to beat it, like. Whatever. It's, it's kind of like the Hotel California thing. I, I like it, but just I don't want to hear it anymore. 
fair. Um, eight out of ten danceable. That's that's all. Eight out of ten. You wanted to save that? Like I thought you yeah, had like a it has story to, be to go with the, it. No, it has to go at the end. It's like it's like watching a gymnast. You don't give the score before they finish their routine. Hey, if they nail one particular trick, you just give them a ten out of ten right away. <laughs> it did something illegal. Ten out of ten. Dig it. All right, so I guess we'll just move on. That song number six, the other huge single with 1.3 billion streams on fucking Spotify, oh, Billy Jean. Um, oh my god! So I'm trying right now to like remember the song, but I just have "Beat It" stuck in my head. But one of my notes is just says, in- "I imagine instead of a synth in the intro, it's a giant pan flute." Oh, the do yeah that okay there we go that's the song how do you forget um, billy jean <laughs> be, because i have the solo from beat it in my head right now um but yeah i just imagine instead of synths uh it's a giant pan flute and then i laughed for a while and then i i thought that uh, i love the presence of a pre-chorus the song sounds like it has an obvious direction uh the last couple of songs or like side a didn't really feel like it had like a pre-chorus or anything like a hey get ready for this it just went from verse straight to chorus so it is nice to kind of have that little let launching pad into the chorus and it's like super duper effective yeah it is and I, I yeah i guess there wasn't really much of a like a transition point early on the album i guess i never really thought about that but yeah this one obviously yeah. has a very noticeable pre-chorus to it Definitely. and almost obviously the super iconic bass line everyone loves do 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 a yeah. lot of fun to check out love it all the time um and I feel like this song is carried very heavily on the background vocal layers of this song, like more so than any other song so far on the album. Mm-hmm. There's just something about the background vocals in this one, just like that's done so well, sprinkled in at the right times, the right harmonies, the right type of mixing. Like sometimes it's far off into one speaker. Sometimes it's right in the center. And sometimes it's kind of like off to the left a little bit. Just, I don't know. Really, really good choices all around on this one. Yeah, there's there's just so many layers that I'd never heard or noticed before. And I really like like the catchy hooks and the guitar again. I feel like having the electric guitar in this, like I haven't really listened to any sort of RB Motown, anything of like like this um but it does feel like it sort of transcends genres along with beat it where you can really you can write it and perform it in a certain way but you can always sort of transplant that like where what kind of has a little bit of rock in it oh it kind of has a little bit of this in it a little bit of that in it and i feel like that along with everything else definitely adds to its success and its in repeated enjoyability because it's just it reaches out to so many more people than maybe what you initially thought when you released it the first time yeah this this album does a lot of that but like i was fortunate i don't i don't want to say that because that sounds like i'm being like like very pretentious. I was going to say, I, I, <laughs> I I'm, for, I'm fortunate enough to be the kind of person, but there's many people out there like this too, where like, you can say that you're like a really big fan of like one particular type of genre or something like that. Like yeah. you're, you're huge into rock music. You love it. But then like you, maybe you'll veer off every once in a while on some sort of like pop album that you really like or something along yeah. like that. Like you, you listen to fucking dream theater and Taylor Swift. There you go. Yeah, there, there's, there's I love your, them both. 
And I mean, like, I actually own a copy of Off the Wall. Like, I, I like that album. I, I, yeah. I dig it. Like, I, I think so that, that album's a lot of fun, and that just the title track alone is fantastic. Um, I'm surprised I don't own Thriller, to be honest. I would. Yeah. Just just for Thriller alone, but I have the 12-inch single, so at the very least, I got the best song. Yeah, um, I like that. But yeah, you know, uh, like, Billie Jean's the, kind of that song, too, that kind of feels like it transcends, although this one feels a little more into, the, like, the pop R&B lane, I guess, but it doesn't really yeah. matter. It's still good. It's a super catchy song overall, uh, but to be kind of honest, it never stuck with me as much as some of the others do. Like, I get how it's catchy, but just, like, yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't get stuck in my head, though. Like, I'll always yeah. remember it, but just I'm never, like, earworming this song at all. So it doesn't catch me as much as some of the others have. I, I find with this song, there's little bits and pieces of it for me that are an earworm, but it's never the major parts that it should be. Like right now that I'm sort of thinking about it, I, I hear that clean guitar and then him going, woo, and then the clean guitar and him yelling woo again. And I could just play that over in my head because just that guitar sound, it just sounds so good in here. It's not overblown. It's not obnoxious. It's just clean and yeah, clean, plucky, nice. funky guitar. Yeah, and I I really really like it. And the the strings, which I assume are programmed, yeah, um, synths and everything like that. Very very nice addition. Uh, seven out of ten danceable, primarily upper body. I I think the most like earwormy thing in this song is the the one thing I always think about is the very sad he he he's that he does. It's like he he he. Just like it, it just it's so it gets worse. It, it, it feels like worse. lifeless and just like I don't know. It feels Aww. like he's kind of sad while he's doing it. So I just I'm always just imagining him just like sitting on a park bench along going. <laughs> it's like the sad Keanu meme. Yeah, except he's he he. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll move on now to song number seven, Human Nature by Madonna. Oh, God. I actually don't mind that song, but that is definitely not the one that I uh, I listen to. Chill, bitch, don't hang your shit on me. No, that's a very different song. Yeah, definitely different song. Um, this one is by Michael Jackson. And I find that this one is a great placement on the album. It is a nice come down from the intensity of the last three tracks. Like, neither... or none of them let up so by the time you're done with what 15 minutes of like sort of i i don't want to say high energy because like they're all sort of modern energy but i'd say like just pretty much intense this is like super welcome and really nice i really like how smooth his voice is and the slower tempo lends itself well to the more sort of melodic and purposeful vocals What's your danceability score? Eight out of ten danceability, but only slow dancing or at a wedding. I I just imagine like you said you like you you tend to clean a lot while listening to the albums. Like you're in the kitchen, yeah. like dishes or something like that, and then just like you're kind of listening to swing slow, and then you, like yeah. you put your arms on like your your biceps like this, and you're just like mm. my own face. You're just kind of like imagining a warm <laughs> moment, but then you realize you're in the kitchen, like one of those like fucking Swiffer commercials. I was yes, I exactly. So imagine me with a broom and I was dancing like I'm singing into the broom and I'm sort of dancing like a worm moves on the ground. That's how I was dancing. I'm just imagining you on the ground squirming and then your partner comes in <laughs> screaming because he thinks there's something wrong. <laughs> You're doing that squirming thing again. Even again. You're you're recording tonight, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but I also agree this is a great time for a come down. Um, although Billy Jean's not super intense or anything like that. Yeah. Like that was on the way down. Yeah. Like, especially with Beat It being probably the most intense song on the album. Uh, just because like the guitars and everything and just the belted up performance. So Billy yeah. Jean was coming down, human nature brought it down. Uh so yeah, good placement for it. And I, I kind of like the progression of that. Um I do like the quieter guitar layers in the background, and they're kind of the unsung hero of the track, in my opinion. As I've mentioned before, how like the quieter things that kind of like are doing something important, we can't really hear it. Once again, in this song, that's what it's doing. I love it. And there's like also it sounds really good on top of like the nice groovy, like it, no, sorry. It's a, it's a nice groove on all like the very airy synths. Oh my god, uh, so that airy are happening all over this track. So just to have those like kind of like quieter guitar layers in the background, kind of adding to that, just a little more texture to the sound, a little more to enjoy for it. So I do like that. Uh, <laughs> I had to write this one down specifically. Uh, lyrics, I just uh, that I couldn't escape from here. And apparently, this woman couldn't either. Uh, she knows I'm watching. She likes the way I stare. Huge incel energy on those lyrics. Yeah, that's weird. See, I'm so glad that I don't look up the lyrics. Or I happen to hear it, and that's what that's another yeah. like the vegetable thing. I had to look at them. I'm like, did I hear that right? <laughs> yeah, she, she like she knows I'm watching. She likes the way I stare. Yeah, said any woman ever. Yeah, like, but she might have some. She might have a kink. So. Yeah, but you might be like a like being the the uh, receiving end of a voyeur. Yeah, but usually that comes with this under the same umbrella of like consensual non-consent. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, you know, people have the like those uh like abuse fantasies, but it's like you've talked this over with your partner, do this because this is, I like this, but here's the safety word. Whereas like this is just like I imagine him like on <laughs> I'm a behind, subway inside your window. <laughs> I, I imagine him, like on a subway or something like that, and she's the woman sitting there, he just like standing there like staring at her like dead eyed and she just like noticing and he he thinks that she's like smiling about it but she's actually got yeah. one of those people who like ha- does nervous laughter yeah so it's like you smile because because like, <laughs> you're like he's, you're actually really scared he's not trying to hide himself he's like full view like obvious eyes <laughs> wide open <laughs> i fucking hope that does not ruin this song I like the song is beautiful. But apparently it's just human nature, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Ew. Oh god, I don't want to look up the lyrics to the song. I like how 70s soft rock it sounds. I well, mean, considering just it just going, left the 70s, then yeah, it makes sense. I was, I was gonna say just going right back to the positives. <laughs> I it does feel moderately timeless because like I knew of this song, I've heard it before, but never in a million years would I have guessed what era or album it belonged on or in or i thought that maybe this was early 90s sort of michael jackson's black or white sort of i don't know more uplifting poppier i don't know 1991 92 stuff fuck i had no idea this was on this album it sounds so much more modern than it should maybe i guess i don't know uh I, I see where you're coming from at the same time. Like, I feel like it's stuck kind of stuck in its era. I, I can tell it's like somewhere in the 80s at the very least. Yeah, maybe 89. Definitely not 82. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, though. Maybe you're far more familiar with that type of sound than I am, even though I don't know. I feel like I have some experience with it. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, I feel like this is kind of like a bit of a sleeper ballad. I mean, yeah. nothing really stuck out to me while listening to it. So. This one was probably the least exciting song in the album to me. I mean, saying that about a ballad, but I mean, like yeah, even, the, even the ballads can feel good and like you can get something out of it. This just 
kind of gave me nothing, which again, you're always going to have songs like this on albums, like yeah. especially in an album full of like absolute fucking bangers. I mean, like you're going to have one slog and to me, this is it. Yeah. Well, I, I understand that. I, I did like the music and like the vocalizations at the end. They fill me with such joy. But again, I could say that about, you know, three, four songs earlier in the album. So just mm-hmm. he's really good at those interjections and just sort of using his voice as as a straight up instrument rather than, hey, this is my voice. I'm saying this here. He's like, I'm going to mimic this or I'll pretend this. And sounds great. Well, and that's why these albums took so long to write, because you have to get those vocal melodies and just make them interesting. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, so the penultimate song of the track, song uh, album, I should say, song number eight, PYT, Pretty Young Thing. And we're back to the upbeat pop. We didn't take much of a break, but we are back. The last one of the album, though. Yes, it is sandwiched between two slower ones. I do know that it is obviously only a nine-track album, but I'm just not ready for it to end. It doesn't sound like it's almost over. Like, it just it doesn't give me that feeling. It doesn't say, Hey, we're almost done the album it, it, this maybe says there's five more songs. The human this. nature gave me that thought. It's like, we're yeah. starting to come down that towards the end of the album. So I, I can accept this. This reminds me a lot of when we did our first episode of Pearl Jam and how like there were some like quieter songs towards the end of the album. And then there was like, I think there was like porch or something like that. Like the second mm-hmm. last song that was like super intense. And then there was like one last song. So I'm okay. If the energy picks back up just towards the end, because it it's kind of like it's last hurrah before finally giving out. And like, that's, I, so I think the, the last three songs of this album, I can feel the ender for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just a wishful, wishful thinking of please don't be over yet. You won't. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with it. There's nothing about this song or no, there's something that completely changes the definition. There's something about this song that feels different. Now, I don't know if it was written by someone else or if it was written like, I don't I don't know. There, There's just something about this song that feels different in relation to the ones that came before it. It just, it feels, has a different vibe. I don't know. I I wonder if this song was one of the first written for the album, because I know The Girl Is Mine was the final song written for the album. Oh, shit. I I read that on Wikipedia at the very least. Uh, I didn't, like, I don't know the order of which the songs were written. Obviously, they, they can be written in different order from how they appear on the album. So it's very possible this was, like, one of the earlier tracks that they came in oh, with. Okay, maybe. Uh, I can't confirm that. I'm pretty sure someone else can correct me on that. Some, like, Michael yes. Jackson historian. Yes, please do. Yeah. It's, correct it's, us on everything that we've gotten wrong today, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Do we really even have a text box that big? Um. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple more, but I'll uh, I'll let you go first, please, please. Um, I I, I don't have a lot to say for this song, uh, yeah. because it is like another great energetic song. But like again, we're coming to the end, and so it's hard to. It, it's not that it's hard to come up with anything to say, but it's just kind of like I'm enjoying myself. So what do you want me to say? I like the song part about the song again, everything like that. Um, yeah. I do like the course of this song though. I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. It's not as layered as the previous track, but it's still fun and impactful. And I just like the the spelling of certain things, like PYT, pretty young thing, something something TLC. TLC. Yeah. yeah. So like I, I like how they kind of incorporated that. Like that's kind of clever. I do enjoy that. Uh, yeah, it's, this is a really fun mix of like funk and disco all over the song. Very danceable, very energetic. Uh, the only other note I have 
My God, do I hate the chipmunk vocals towards the end of the song. Like, really? Stop. Hard stop. It's pointless. Adds nothing of value or novelty, and it sounds terrible. Stop. That's written verbatim, by the way. Um, I, I don't know if it's the same part, but I have two notes that says the backing vocals in the chorus could be turned down a little and no, a un, unsure about that instrumental bit just past halfway. So you see, see the, neither of that was that. Cause like this came out at the very end of the song. Very, it was like, it, it kind of popped in every once in a while, like over the course of like 30 seconds. And okay, I just, I, I don't know why again. they did it. it. Like it does nothing for the song. And I even had to look up cause I know uh, there was like the chipmunks fucking covered beat it or something like that. Like a little later on. And I think Michael Jackson made an appearance in an album, the chipmunks episode 1989. I think I Googled that and it's correct. Uh, but so like this came prior to all that chipmunk shit. So the fact that it was here pissed me off. I'm like, tell me this gave him the idea to do the collaboration. Oh my God. Okay, I'm going to have to look, listen to that again because I must have glossed right over it. I don't recall that at all. It, it's brief, but it's enough that it stood up because it was so different from everything yeah, else I had just heard like in the song. pulled you out of it, right? It's just like, uh, it's very rare that you can do that in a song and it makes sense to me. Like I get people do it for like artistic choices and like whatever the hell they want to do, but very rarely do does doing like major vocal alterations sit well with me, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just me. I get that. I I don't think I like this song as much as I thought that I used to. Um, I always recognize the title and I was like, oh yeah, I, I like that song. But listening to it, I'm like, I think maybe there's other songs of his that I like better. Um, but I do still think that the song is a nine out of 10 danceable. Is that because uh, you don't like being referred to as a pretty young thing? Um, I mean, I do find that weird, um, but uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've never been referred to as a thing. So, I mean, maybe if someone did, then I'd be able to uh, to gauge how how much I enjoy that. But uh, a thing, an object of sorts. Yeah, yeah just just don't leave comments uh, under this video saying hey chris i like your podcast with that thing because that is not appropriate you are you literally <laughs> just opened the door and invited everyone yeah. in to do it yeah when i know you but tell then, someone not to do it they're gonna yeah. do it yeah that's fine but it opens the door for me to say go fuck yourself so it's fine <laughs> you you want to say pyt i say gf gfy there you go so you also even couldn't get it out <laughs> So you, oh, are, you are literally like we I said in the disclaimer you can't do bullying or belligerence and you're literally looking for excuses to fight the audience now yeah my no, job. no belligerence from you but belligerence from me is okay and not you i just mean the audience i don't think we should be beating up the audience besides that's my job anyway song number nine we're, we're at the end of the album now uh before i get too aggressive on the audience the lady in my life. Oh, so nice. I like the general sound of this. Again. It's the lady so in the pretty young thing. It is. <laughs> maybe. It is, again, so Yacht Rock, R&B, Cross. I just, I there are really so many rock. songs. Pardon? I wouldn't really say rock. Well, it's it's something I would listen to if I had a yacht. And I've never heard the t the term yacht pop. So yeah, You'd be listening to Glenn Fry, you fucking liar. Glenn Fry's fine. He's I'm saying he's now, Yacht Rock, though. Him and Jimmy Buffett and stuff like that. Yeah. Jimmy Buffet. Yeah, but Glenn Fry was in the Eagles, so he's fine. Yeah, but just a pure butt fucking rock, Yacht Rock, whatever. Anyways, 
I'd listen to Air Supply. That's fine. Um, the bass sounds good. Again, for the 20th time, 20th comment of this album, the bass, superb. I mean, yeah, well, generally it's good all over the album because, yeah, especially with Motown, pretty good for bass. I mean, musicians uh, are usually pretty spot on all over the place. Yeah. So the R&B and funk and soul of like the 70s and 80s and everything like that, even into oh, the yeah. 60s too. It's all pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, just a central ball- a sensual ballad to end the album. <laughs> Originally, I wrote Not My Ideal Choice, but at the same time, like I, as I was just saying earlier, it kind of makes sense to kind of like you were coming down, PYT brought it back up a bit, and now you're kind of ending off on this. So that makes it makes sense to me now looking back on it, but I can also see why I said it was my ideal choice. Like, not that you should go out on tons of energy, but at the same time, there's just something about this particular style of ballad that I don't know was the best under. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, Another one of those unsung things that I wanted to point out in this one, uh, in the second verse, there's like this pizzicato type synth kind of going along with once again, very airy composition. So it's just another texture that kind of stood out to me. Really like that kind of stuff because it gives more interest in the sound at the very least. So I do enjoy that. I, I don't know if I really enjoy the song as a whole. Um, Not really. I don't know if that's really indicative of my scoring, but uh I do like the music and the vocals for their execution. So I appreciate the music on its own. I like the vocals on their own, but together I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. It kind of left me desiring a little bit more. I would have, I would have enjoyed this song a little more if it had faded out after maybe three minutes. Um, it felt like it was just a minute and a half of outro. It it wasn't even an outro. It was just sort of, you're like, okay, like <laughs> I get it. It's kind of like a, like James Brown when they put that cape on him and then he's back again and then he's gone and then he's back again. I'm like, okay, we're fucking done. I have places to be. Thank you. And then he says, hit me three times and you hit that <sighs> guy three times. Oh my kick your God. Ass it was just it was it was a little too much at the end there um the uh oh so i i wrote that the arrest sort of feels like extra auxiliary words in an essay to meet the word count so that's kind of how i felt about the end don't hate it don't love it uh eight out of ten danceable in the red light district really yeah, you said sensual, so I figured that sort of matched You would dance up. on a window pole uh, or, or uh, a pole inside of a window to this song in Amsterdam? No, but while I was walking on the street outside of one, I'd go, great song, and then I'd keep going. Specifically in the Red Light District, so if it was anywhere else, you're like, no, I'm not dancing to this shit. Yeah, exactly. At least the once I get a, kind of doing it. Yeah, once I get out of that alleyway, then yeah, it's no more dancing. That's it. Um, but yeah, I do like the the cool pop bass kind of. You were talking about the bass a little bit earlier. Yeah. Love it in the latter half of the song. Uh, and I think it adds like kind of a bit of edge to the like impassioned performance by Michael. Because again, like softer vocals, but then towards the end, kind of given like more of an impassioned performance. So it was it was good to have that and like just the the bass on top of that really worked too. So yeah, a lot to enjoy about the ending at the very least. Um, I say as the song fades. Uh, this this should have made it a ten out of ten on my list. It didn't, but goddamn, as the song's fading, the very last thing you hear is the iconic Michael Jackson. He like that's the very last sound you hear as it's like and I went back and made sure, and I had a chuckle fuck about it. So and I was like, man, this is fitting. I love this. It's just too bad that it didn't make a song ten out of ten. Oh dang, made it nine nine point five instead. It it honestly had to just like like 
the fact that he ended on that sound, like, I don't know if that was planned. I don't know if that just happened to be the sound he made, like, ad-libbing in the studio, because sometimes they'll go on for an extended amount of time yeah, and then just fade the mix. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how that worked out, but God, the last thing, you no, there's not even an instrument you hear, just, hee! <laughs> I love I'm it. Gonna have, I'm going to have to go back. There's a couple of the... Uh, these little nuances you picked up on that I haven't, and I have no problem going back and listening to these again. I was going to say uh, that's usually uh, what I'm good at on the show. Apparently, I find all the small things and talk about them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And overall, I just say, like, for the entire album overall, since we're at the end of the, uh, the album now, uh, regardless of, like, as we kind of alluded to earlier, regardless of mine or anyone else's views on Michael Jackson, there is no denying how truly great and iconic this album really is. <laughs> I was aware of most of the songs on the album and it is not hard. What the fuck? Sorry. My one second. Do, 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 technical difficulties. Um, No, uh, just like last week and probably the week before uh, Savannah does not know how to use commas. So when she reads, it sounds ridiculous. Okay. We're going to start this again. I was aware of most songs on this album it's hard not to when seven out of nine songs are singles. They hold up just as well now as they have for the last four decades. And I can't remember if I already mentioned this on the podcast or if I just told you off camera, but uh, I was not aware that Billie Jean and Beat It were on this album. I thought yeah. there was like like mid to late 80s. Did not know they were here. Hell yeah. I knew Beat It solely because of Weird Al and I knew that that was around that era um but uh it's one of those it when you realize it oh okay it makes sense but if someone were to have asked me or if it was in some sort of trivia there's no way i would have guessed that no no absolutely not well then that brings us to the end of michael jackson's thriller wow we made it all the way in the episode hey thank you for making it this far with us and if you have make sure you let us know what you think of the album down in the comments below wherever you're listening because there's comment sections everywhere but don't worry you can let us know more about what you think about the album because now we move on to part two we gotta rank the songs yeah 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 as per usual this time there's not that many only nine apiece so above our heads boom graphics have changed names and numbers as i mentioned before only nine on on each side so that just makes me happy in editing because it's uh just a little less work to do do you have a do you have a uh, a number of matches that you assume we may get? I feel I don't feel like we're gonna get one this week. <laughs> I don't think so either. I was looking at it and like I was thinking about some, but like even ones that I think are gonna be close will not be a match. I think we're gonna get some close ones. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we're gonna get a match. Uh, I'm gonna say one for optimism's sake, but honestly, I don't think we're gonna get any other. Just listening to just the way that you were describing certain ones, I'm like, yeah, I just I don't see it. Well, it's either time to be surprised or oh, I told you so to ourselves. Right. <laughs> right. All right. So song number nine, Human Nature. Baby be mine. And baby be mine. Number eight, the girl is mine. The girl is mine. The lady in my life. The lady. Number seven might be a shocker. Billy Jean. PYT, pretty young thing. P is what he thought of Billy Jean, probably. Billy Jean's even mentioned in that first song, Wanna Be Starting Something. Oh, I didn't even Very briefly, that. like Billy Jean saying something, like something along the line of that. Like so oh, she's just all over this fucking album, just being a huge bitch, isn't she? <laughs> song number six, PYT. The girl is mine. 
the doggone girl. Dog oh, I fucking gone. hate that so much. I know. God. Number five, the lady of my life. Number five, Billie Jean. Uh, Billy, not with a Y, Jean. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's three potentials for a match, but I, I just don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's yeah. gonna. I'm not yeah. there. Number four, beat it. Okay, good. Thank God. Oh, we got one. All right, all right, all right. Got one match. Well, yeah. these are the that kind of time where I'm fine with being wrong. Yeah. Uh, not this one though. Number three, baby. Baby, baby, mine. What? Baby, be mine. I just don't write the word be. I just said baby, mine. Yeah. <laughs> baby uh, number mine. three. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just, I just am. Yeah, I imagine you dressed up like the Home Alone bandits and uh, just grabbing. They're not babies. Neanderthals, Jesus! Oh my baby god! Mine. <laughs> they might be. Uh, number three, Thriller. Uh. And I know what your number one is because it's my number two. Want to be starting something? No, that's my number two. Want to be starting something? Well, that's fucked. I was going <laughs> to say something very inappropriate. No, <laughs> I, I was more, I was more disappointed that your number nine is my number one. <laughs> yeah, ew. Number one, <laughs> thriller. I mean, I made that very obvious a while ago. It's human nature. I like that song a lot. And I'm not sorry. Not that one. Please fucking get me out of this podcast. Please save me. Oops, I didn't know we're going to talk about sex. What was I thinking? Wait, is that the <laughs> video where it looks like like a Hollywood like, squares? Kind of. It's like a futuristic, like, weird, gothic, cy- cyber goth, like fucking white boxes. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like they're dancing in Hollywood squares and banging on the walls and stuff. <laughs> That's a, that, that's an analogy for actually banging each other. I, <laughs> I I remember watching that video when I was younger, and it, it was one of those ones where it's like I will get grounded if someone sees me watching this. And you were young enough to not understand the feminist message, so you're like, "Why yes. is she being so mean?" Yeah, right. <laughs> like I don't get it. Why is she being so rude about things? I'm All so right. glad we got two matches. Yeah, I mean, we got something out of it, so I gotta be nice. happy. Actually, I gotta make sure I check those off. So, yes, one and Billy Jean, no, beat yeah. it. Okay. Number four and number two. What are the odds at singles match? Seven out of nine on the album. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, well, I mean, we got two matches, so now let's see how close we get with the actual rating of the album yeah. or the rating of the record, I should say. Look at me being off brand. Anyways, transition <laughs> screen, swoosh. Well, then, here it is, the album rating screen. As per usual, this is where we always end up at the end of the show, looking at everything that we've done in the past and all the, the B-tier mistakes that we've made and everything like oh, that. so many mistakes, man. But also a lot of A-tier. I'm kind of a lot of A-tier. Almost at least 10. Wink, True. nudge. That's me. <laughs> I hate that. Like, I mean, it's true, and I thank you for exposing me to some good music, but Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, it's a very bitter, it's a very bittersweet feeling, I guess. I really hope that this is an A tier and I get to knock one of yours off. Hey, you you never know because I mean, like we both talked a lot of good stuff about it, but watch it just fall just short. Oh Oh, my god, like seventy nine point nine nine. I'm like, no, just off. God, Thor can't round up. But I mean, I guess we're gonna find that out now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you first, please. Yeah, I suppose since you chose the album, huh? I, I, I will say this. I did my score. I was looking at it. And there's a potential that this is going to be an A-tier album. 
because mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, like, what are the odds? Like, what are what would we need to make sure this stays into like an A tier? And I did yeah. the math, and so your score is gonna like I'll know it before you do, though, at the very least. But I think no, actually, okay. I think you will, depending on how high your score is. Anyways, yeah. anyway, I'm just rambling. Yeah. Uh, mine actually came out uh, pretty decently. I didn't know how I was gonna score this album, but I knew I was going to enjoy it regardless. Seventy-eight point eight eight. Um. Okay. So, uh, let me let me do the math here. I'm actually not too sure. Um, I don't have anything to preface this with other than this is an appropriate score. 82.11. Okay, okay. I and fucking hope it doesn't do the 79. So did you say 82.11? 82.11. 82. 82.11. So I did the math already on what we would need. To get into the A tier, we would need 81.12. Which means with an 80.49, you've officially broken the top 10 and the A tier. Oh my God. Oh my God. What was it? I was too busy yelling. 80.49. Oh my God. 80.4. Holy shit. Okay. 80.49. That is better than the tea party. Ooh. Yeah. Really? So that is our one, two, three, four, five, sixth. You did it. Oh my god, I thought I was just going to crack the top 10. I almost so, cracked so the top I. 5. Very close. But I mean, it's not really me. I didn't write the fucking album. It's like the best-selling album in the world. What else did we I expect? didn't write 2112, but it's at the top of our fucking list. <laughs> that's true. Ah, you chose awesome. it for the show, though. And I mean, yeah, like, I'm right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even mad. I won't, I won't even talk shit about that. Like, you finally, 66 episodes <sighs> later, got an A-tier album. It is... About time. Um, I would like to thank my parents for birthing me and nothing else. Um, I would like to thank uh, Dr. Dre for Did inventing. Did your dad get you in the music that you listen to? For <laughs> inventing beats. Yeah, but if I thank him for anything, he might see I owe him. So then I might beats have to give suck him like as a, well. Might like give him like a ten dollar bill or something. Um, and I would like to thank Alex Trebek. Thank you for being alive at some point. And beats suck, by the way. Sitting on my acceptance speech. Because you're thinking all the wrong things. (laughs) Okay, fine. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Thank you, Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones, for making this album. There you go. Oh, my God. That's awesome, though. I didn't have you. I can't give birth to anyone. Why would you say that? (laughs) But yes, you got yourself an A-tier album. Look at you doing things. You're finally in the winner circle somewhat. Thank you. I'd like to pop some bottles and sleep with models. Thank you. Cool. You're going to have them lined up outside your door. And they're all fellow foot models since you have that uh, that OnlyFans thing going on. So that's what you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. That's all the content you get out of that. You get to play with foot models. Anyways, that's then. This is now. We just finished rating another A-tier album. Oh, my God. And you did it. It's not me, so I can't say anything. But no, I'm legitimately happy for you. I mean, it's about damn time this happened. Like, I I could brag all day and night about my shit, but, like, you finally got it. There you go. Oh, oh my God. It's like I, I keep coming in, like... 10th place 10th place and now i finally i finally got fourth place i'm not enough to be on the podium but it doesn't matter i'm no longer 10th so something to but, brag about but you're up in the, the top tier with the rest of us cool folks I now i i am and i'm going to be the most awkward one that you guys wish weren't there so excited i already deal with you on a weekly basis i already know what to expect i don't take it back 
I don't regret it. Well, there you go. But anyways, that is the end of the episode. And there we go. We have another yeah. album. So thank you very much for joining us, hanging out and finding out where this album landed in the A tier. Surprise, surprise. I guess. I don't know. I, I kind of anticipated <laughs> that was going to happen. I knew we were going to yeah. like the album. But anyways, we want to know what you thought of the album, too. Did you A tier? Did you B tier? What did you do with this album? Did you throw it in the trash? Did you god tier it let us know down in the comments of where you might be listening to audio or uh the video obviously or on social media doesn't really matter where i leave comments because we're always curious to know and all of the options that you would need to leave comments absolutely anywhere rate the record.ca maybe we should put a comment form on our actual website that'll, sure, really, that'll, that'll really go to show how many people actually go to our website although i've seen the traffic people do hell yeah awesome we gotta get some ad sense in there for like penis enlargement pills right on the top banner you know like they'd have in like geocities or angel fire just make it look terrible even though we're just cutting back in now from our kofi content because i had to go off on a little tangent there right at the end of the oh episode my God. what a loopy this episode. is the kind of shit that you get to hear if you join kofi.com slash write the record so i say go ahead and do it we uh every episode has bonus content that goes on the kofi now so it's not just a barren wasteland of we'll do it eventually no there's actually content there uh all of season four we've been doing it we're going to keep doing it so by all means check it out kofi.com slash write the record that social media's streaming links, album request link, and the album giveaway link, which this month I didn't, I forgot to mention in the beginning, we are giving away Nirvana's Nevermind for February 2023. Yeah. So make sure you put in your uh, your your ballot for that or ballot, I guess, fill up the form. Good luck. Regardless, all found at ratetherecord.ca. Woo! Yeah. I don't know do how I forgot things. to mention the, uh, the album giveaway in the beginning. <laughs> Uh, you're really just losing it. So, I mean, Hell that's yeah. fine. And to be quite honest, I didn't remember else I would have reminded you. So, I mean, we're both kind of dropped I should the just ball have here. it framed behind me just so I know. It's like, I can just point to it. It's like Nirvana right there. All those tools. Yeah, just like a, like a big thing. just win me on it. Like you'd actually see at a record store. Oh, uh, but the worst part about it is like, it's that album cover and I got to point to the baby dick every single time. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> like you don't have to point to it. You could just put like a little emoji eggplant on it. Do you think people would appreciate that more as a gift? Like if I just put like a little sticker over top of it? I'm I'm not 100% sure. I feel like someone's going to have a problem with anything. Um, but I think the most people would have a problem with you pointing to a baby dick. So let's just not do that. Blame Nirvana. Apparently that mm. kid tried to, to, tried to sue them anyway. But anyways, <sighs> we're again, tangents. God, this yes. is fucking tangent city. So many. There's, there's a lot of shit going on Kofi today. But once again, <laughs> thank you very much for uh, hanging out with us. Let us know what you thought of the album. But before we let you go, even though we're at the end, we do have to give you a, like a little uh, sneak preview of what to expect next week uh, as we are rolling along the month of February here. Uh, next month, uh, next month, uh, next week, my choice. And I have choices next month, too. I know that for a fact. <laughs> Anyways. I, I couldn't really think of a hint because this artist isn't relatively super well known, but I will say um, that the artist uh, that for this artist, Dallas Green of Alexis on Fire has gone on record saying, and I quote, "This artist raps better than most people speak." Yes, we're doing another rap artist next week. Interesting, and and so no, it's not just the mumble stuff. It's not Death Grips. <laughs> okay, good. Whew. And the, thank the, God, uh, no mumble stuff. The, the, this guy is super talented, and he actually has stuff that kind of sounds old school too. So, like, I really Ooh. like it. So, I like that. you keep saying that I might like Public Enemy. So, I like some old sort of. I don't know, beginning stages of rap. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. 
that's not next week, but maybe stay tuned for that. Ooh, who knows? Who knows when? Anyways, uh, without giving away too much of our schedule, you can go ahead and guess what we're trying to do next week. But until then, go listen to some awesome music like Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we will see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Bye-bye. You're supposed to do a special bye-bye because you, you have an A-tier album. Um, okay, bye-bye. Just make, help me I help will literally cut that back in. Like, I will fade <laughs> it to black and then cut that back in. <laughs>